Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Blue Surge podcast. As always, Mike and Joe here to give you an awesome show. We also recently feature as a shiny hunting podcast as Joe has become the most successful shiny hunter of all time. Joe, how many shinies have you caught this week? Oh, zero. Joe has been on the coveted search for shiny. What what shiny are you looking for again? Well, it's glaring my Mr. Mime, but I'm looking I want to evolve it into a Mr. Rhyme. That's what it is. So you are searching for the coveted screen wiping weird looking Mr. Rhyme. That tap dances on my opponent's Pokemon. We are, I think, in three episodes in since you have started searching. By the time this goes live, which we really hope that by the time this goes live on Friday, and it is Tuesday, that he has caught it, because Joe needs some motivation, everybody. Joe needs some love for shiny hunting, because he is convinced that his game is shiny locked, and that everyone around him got the real copy, and Joe got his copy from his uncle that works at Nintendo, that just so happens to not have any shinies in it. Yeah, he, he confirmed that there's no shinies in the game. Just shiny curry ducks. You know, it's the price you pay for having an uncle that works at Nintendo. Happens, man. You well, will find early, it. Early copy or shinies? Shinies. Oh, okay. Joe has also threatened to leave this podcast because I have gotten two shinies in three days, and that's that's kind of that. Yeah, if we still had MySpace, you would not be in my top six right now. Exactly. So Joe Joe is threatening me that I would not be in his top list on MySpace and I'm my notifications are not turned on on Facebook and he has definitely muted all my tweets. So as of right now, I'm essentially just a shadow of nobody to Joe until he gets a shiny Mr. Mime. So we are hoping that by the time the show goes live that that he will find it. Other than that, Joe, how you been? Um gearing up for Christmas. I'm heading out of town this week, and we'll be back in just in time for Christmas time. So it'd be nice to get off of work for a little bit. It's always nice. I mean, this this time of year, one way or another, everyone is busy and traveling. And hopefully, as you listen to this, if you are traveling, that you're traveling safely and the weather's not too bad. Regardless of what holiday you celebrate, this is just a really good time to spend with people you care about, friends, family, whoever it is. Hopefully, you have some time off depending on what you do. If not, though, hopefully you have some time to play Pokemon, hang out with friends, play the card game, do whatever makes you happy. We have a wonderful show planned for you today. It is a simple show. This show is really going to be focused around the new cards that were revealed after we recorded last week. After we recorded, we had about six cards that got revealed, and we're going to jump into those, have a good conversation about each one, And then we're going to jump into a conversation that I would like to have kind of focused around this concern I have about Pokemon V and what level they're going to be played at once they finally become legal. Uh, I think I think it might be a little more of an interesting conversation than we're anticipating. First, though, let's get out of the way some small news that is not card related. We do have some products that were revealed. The first product, we have the Galar Pals mini tins these are going to be a tin that comes out in april from what i can tell you're going to get the armored mewtwo or no these are are these the armored mewtwo ones 
Uh, don't think they are. Oh, that's what this is. Okay. They're like the other ones we've gotten. Like, uh, no, they're no, they have this one's supposed to have no, that the lunchbox is supposed to have See, it. That's what it is. It's posted in the same post. Uh, apparently on the same day. So we're getting these mini tins, which if you don't know what a mini tin is, it's basically just a cool little tin with two packs inside and a coin. And then the lunchbox is coming out on the same day. This is one that we've talked about before. That has a Pikachu, Charizard, and Armored Mewtwo from the movie. The tins are kind of cool, though. Like They're like, nice little collectible pieces that, if you put them all together in one line, they make a nice big image. If someone that listens to this show collects the tins, comment on Facebook or something, or, or send me a message on Twitter, because I'm really curious to see who's buying these products. Because my thought is, it's just like you're average unknowing middle-aged parent buying something for their kid and because it looks cool and because the kid has no idea what's going on they give him the tin i feel like like i how how well do these things actually sell i don't know like a, like they're they're cool looking you know i just was working with i work with a well i work with a lot of parents honestly but like they're looking their kid to get ex and gx cards for christmas um, cause I guess it's still big in the, in the young ages. The kids are collecting them. Still don't know how to play with them, but they're pl- they're working with them. And I think there's like cool tins to hold your cards in. You know, just trading around with your friends, showing off your cards. That's what they're meant for. If they yeah. actually could fit real like sleeved decks, I'd be I'd not mind getting one of these. They could look pretty cool. That would be nice. I, it's a bummer because they only hold two packs, so you know it can't really hold a sleeved sixty card list. But it, it it would be nice. I do like the look of these. It's just a bummer that you know that they're pretty much just for kind of getting kids to collect the cards. However, on the other side, like you said, it gets people into the game. And as a kid, you're just looking for the coolest looking card possible. Yeah, not to mention the packs that come inside our dog doo-doo. Yeah, from what we can tell, if you weren't already super amped about these packs, you not only... Get a Groudon coin, but you also get the coveted Forbidden Light set, which, you know, um, has a lot of cool cards. You could get an Ultra Necrozma, which has seen play uh, negative amounts since the spring. Or you could get Naganadel, which is only played by like 1% of the planet. So, hey, you know what? This is probably their way of getting rid of all of the packs that they printed too much of. Well, it's, at least it's not evolutions, I guess. Hey, don't say that too loud. They'll hear you. Oops. If you say that Steam word, Siege? don't. No, stop. You're, you're. It's gonna have them now. Now nobody buy these tins anymore. Joe's but do you know, but you know what does have a uh, evolutions pack though? What? The lunchbox. So everyone buy that lunchbox then. Let's get just eat it up. Eat it up. Take all the lunchboxes because we need to buy all. Of we, you know what needs to happen? If you are listening to this and you just have so much money that it doesn't matter, which is probably none of you, I would like you to call Pokemon because that's also a thing you can do and just be like, look, I'm going to give you this amount of money. I'm going to write you a check. Give me every evolutions pack, all of them. Just give me all of them and I will dispose. I will dispose of them. I will take them. 
Like, no, they actually could do with those packs if they really wanted to. If they're really, really nice and charitable, take those packs, go to a children's hospital, and just donate them. Honestly, yeah. you could. I mean, you could. You know what? You could. You could give them to a children's hospital, and you could donate them to any charity for kids in need, uh, uh, boys and girls clubs. You know, it's just, just something. Because it doesn't matter for them the value of the the like standard rotation. The value of the card stands, and if they're a fan of Pokemon, they'll like it. Because there's Charizards, there's Pikachus, there's Reverse Hollows, there's EXs, there's GXs. Kids love shiny things. Yeah, you have everything you want, and they look like the old cards, so there's some there's some cool stuff there. I, I personally hope that they would do something like that. That'd be really awesome. But, you know, unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen. However, if it did, that would be pretty awesome. I think we hit most of our stuff on the tins. I was shocked that we even talked for that long about those amazing tins. Just so wonderful. That that pretty much covers the tins, though. Joe, it is time to move on to these cards. We had a few V cards revealed to us. I want to go in order from things that are a little more on the strong end last and kind of work our way up. The first card that we're going to talk about, I want to preface with saying this. I do not believe that the card we're about to read is the final playable version of what we're going to get from this Pokemon. On February 27th, same day we're getting some of the tins and some other merchandise, we are getting a Toxitricity V promo box. You know, your typical promo four packs jumbo card. This Toxitricity is a 210 HP basic V card, has the attack for one colorless energy, Energize, attach a lightning energy from your discard pile to this Pokemon, and then Venom Slap. For two lightning and a colorless, it does 120 damage, and your act- opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned. It's got a retreat of two, weakness of ground. Joe, what's your general opinion on this card? Um, Again, dog doo-doo. But I think the coolest thing about this card, um, and just kind of noticed it too, is that they're putting up the poison mechanic with Toxtricity, which he is a half-poison, half electric pokemon that they're actually putting the poison mechanic with him in the electric form i i do like that a lot i think toxicity is the only poison electric type if i'm correct i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i believe this is the first one so it is bringing the mechanic in i will say though i don't think this is going to be the one that's that's going to be showing up in the february set or the no. sorry, it would be the would it be February for us? No, it'd be like March, April. Yeah, I think March is when it becomes legal. Like I think, right? So or halfway through February at least. But well, this it's the second. Be legal. It's the second set, so we won't even get it up, up up until like March or April anyway. This is the like May ish set that we'd be getting the toxicity. Yeah, uh, like because you you typically see electric Pokemon have paralyzed too, which is. Part of their mostly their mechanics with nuzzle and things like that, but like I said, it's pretty cool that you got poison in there. So yeah, and, and looking back, just so I can kind of back up what we're talking about, Rebellion Crash. That's Japan's March set. That's the one we're going to get in the spring. That's the one that we're going to get a Toxicity in, and I imagine this is not going to be the one that we get because in the past, how often do we get promos that are instantly playable out of these boxes? They're usually just kind of intro Pokemon V cards of a 
popular Pokemon that people are going to be like, oh, that's cool. I want to collect it. They did it with the old Lycanroc. So there was a Zygarde one that wasn't the original Zygarde. Probably the best ones they've done. They did a Solgaleo one that wasn't bought for a while. And then Mewtwo came out, right? So for the most part, it hasn't been playable. But this is a cool card to see. We all love Toxitricity. It is the, what's the correct term for this? The, it's not the relaxed version. There's a term for it. It has the blue electric energy instead of the yellow. Oh, like I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the two forms are named, honestly, offhand. Yeah, this one is the form that is not amped up, so it's the blue electric loaded up from it. It's a really cool looking card. For 20 bucks. you get four packs. From what I can see, these packs are from at least, I see two Sword and Shield packs. I see an Arceus, and I don't see what the other card is, but you can imagine that it's a Cosmic Eclipse pack. So it looks like you might be getting four packs. I think I see packs. a head of a Marsh Shadow. That's not a Marsh Shadow, is it? Um, uh, it, it I, th- I think it's a head of a Marsh Shadow, I think. Well, if it's a Marsh Shadow, is that I Crimson really Invasion? enjoy your Crimson Invasion pack. But I hope that it's not, because three out of the four packs are super relevant and standard. So when this does come out in February, and you do get it, whether it's a gift or not, this could be something useful. Again, it's an electric Pokemon V, and we don't know how strong Pokemon V are going to be. So maybe this is going to be kind of a, a middle-of-the-run card. We don't really know yet. Anything else you want to add on our boy Toxitricity? Uh, nope. It's a cool-looking Pokemon, cool-looking card. I just can't wait for a more competitive version of it. I imagine that a more competitive version is going to have some mechanic that paralyzes or poisons. And I feel like... Based on a coin flip, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, or maybe some ability that as long as this Pokemon's on your bench, your Pokemon cannot be paralyzed or poisoned. You never know. There there could be some wacky things you could do with this Pokemon being a poison electric type. So hopefully we get something that's halfway decent in the future. Does it have any wacky wacky, uh, abilities in the game? I can't remember offhand. Um, it, it boosts sound moves. Um, its ability called its ability is called Punk Rock, and I believe it boosts the damage of sound moves. So, its signature move is Overdrive. So we could see that as an attack on its Pokemon V. The other thing to remember, though, is it hasn't been revealed yet officially. There is a Toxicity G Max form. There, there is one. We just haven't been re- shown it yet officially. It's been kind of tossed around. Uh, do you remember in the game there was that weird carving in the mountain that looked like like an alien? Yeah. That is Toxitricity. Really? Yeah. That's oh. like the theory. The theory is that the way it looks, uh, Toxitricity V is holding something like a guitar. You'd, you'd have to look it up online to find the picture of it. And it looks exactly like it. So I didn't even put that together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so pretty and when you look at it again you'll see toxicity because it's got the spiky hair and it's holding something that looks like like an electric bolt of some sort and i believe I, i'm not looking at an image of vmax i could look it up though do that because that could be pretty cool for people i know you're listening guys but if you can imagine it when we explain it it's a pretty cool design tax electricity g max yeah so toxicity g max i'm looking at it right now has these giant 
purple lightning bolts in its hand and it's shaped like an electric guitar because it's a rock. It's like a punk rock Pokemon. So it's a, is that like a is that a fan art thing or is that no 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 this is this was this was a this was a leak. So I'm gonna post in the general so you can look at it. And again, yeah. if you're listening, well, in a spot, on, you can see the it. Yeah, this right here. If you look in Discord, again, it's it's got a little bit of a different body structure, but for the most part, it's just got this electric guitar shape in its hand. Oh my! And there's a night mode. Yeah. Oh. So I don't really know. I, I don't know the the legality of like night mode and everything. I don't know how it's going to change, but we do know that there is a G Max form. So you imagine that we'll be getting a V Max Toxitricity card at some point. That looks really cool. Yeah. So I am going to be interested to see what happens with this card and how it develops because Toxitricity is a popular Pokemon in Gen 8. And I really, really feel like. Pokemon's going to jump on that wagon. And I think anyone listening to this podcast, for the most part, is a fan of Toxitricity as well. And really, thinking of abilities, you could do some really cool stuff with this Pokemon. Sidetrack with the with the VGC part of it. I hope they really come up with like a, a DLC version for like when they release this GMAX. It won't be a DLC. It'll be an event like Snorlax. But like, like if you have to go backtrack to that, that mountain area where it's carved in, It'd be pretty sweet. Be cool. Yeah, it would be cool if you fought it there. I, I think it's probably just going to be a raid, though, um, because as of right now, I believe the VMAXs that we don't, or I should say GMAXs that we don't have in the video game that we will have eventually and then we'll have in the card game, Melmetal has a GMAX form, and Toxitricity does, and there's a few more that at the top of it's my head. the I elephant, can't... dude. Uh... Caparaja, that's already been officially, that's already around. So that those ones are all out there. But Snorlax wasn't released until then, and we have not gotten Toxitricity, nor have we gotten Melmetal. Melmetal hasn't even been put in the game yet, period. So we don't even know that. that Melmetal's a weird Pokemon because it's technically Gen 7, but we're not sure. Because it was only in Pokemon Let's Go. It's in the between E-Gens. Well, it's not even in a gen. It was in Pokemon Go, and then it was in Let's Go. Well, I actually could you compare it to kind of like Togepi for a minute because Togepi showed up out of nowhere for like Gen One ish at the end in like the cartoons. Yeah. Well, here's the difference though. Togepi was in Gen Two. Two. Okay. You know what I mean? And I feel like if Melmetal was a Gen Eight Pokemon, we would already have seen it, and we haven't yet. So that's another conversation for another day, though. Back to kind of our, our focus here, though. Toxitricity, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with this Pokemon. In the meantime, though, we do have this kind of middle-of-the-road promo card that will be coming out. Next on the list, I'm going to jump over the other Pokemon V that we will be talking about soon because I think we got a lot to say about them. We got more metal cards printed. We have a Zamazenta and Zacian card. They are... Non-V cards, they're just baby cards. But I think they're worth talking about. Zacian is a 130 HP Metal-type basic card. Again, these are not Pokemon V. Zacian has two attacks. For three colorless, it does crunch for 60 damage. And if you hit heads, you discard an energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. So you're flipping a coin. For three metal and a colorless, Metal Blade... 190 damage, discard 3 energy from this Pokemon. Zamazenta 
is 130 HP, just as Zacian was, has the ability Sturdy Stance. This Pokemon takes 20 less damage from attacks. And then for three metal and a colorless, Headbang, 130 damage. My first initial reactions to these two cards, Zacian is the playable one out of the two. I think if Zamazenta was kind of like a 20 damage barrier to more than itself, it would be really good. Four energy for 130 isn't that great. And being at 130 HP, you resist 20. I feel like 150 isn't that hard to hit. For Zacian, though, 190 I think is a really good number. And you have Metal Saucer that's going to be printed, which if you don't remember what that is, kind of like Aqua Patch or Dark Patch, it attaches from the discard. You're going to still have Mount Coronet. You're, you're going to have Metal Support out there. And I think with Fine Band and other tools that we're going to be getting, maybe it's not really going to be that hard for this thing to knock out a Pokemon V in one shot. I mean, there have been, there have been baby metal Pokemon in the past, like Solgaleo or uh, Duskmane Necrozma, that have had baby cards that have been proven useful as a one-of because it's this weird card that can smack for a huge amount of damage in some very specific situations. Uh, what do you what do you think about these cards, Joe? Um, I see what they were trying to do with it, correlation with the video game too. Um, trying to make them similar to their like main attacks, like Behemoth Blade. I'm assuming once these cards come out, I think it'll be named Behemoth Blade. And I don't remember what Zamazenta's main attack was. I think both it's Behemoth Bash. Behemoth Bash. Um, so I can see them trying to copy that kind of stuff. I think it'd been really cool if they added a mechanic and like a secondary thing to the attacks, like well, like for the metal blade, you discard three energy from the Pokemon, uh, from the attacking Pokemon. But it would have been cool to put like a little modifier in there saying if it is a V Max card, do X amount of extra damage. And and, and scroll back a little bit with the output damage. I think it's interesting how they are trying to keep them very strict to their defensive and offensive natures. The downside of it, though, is I think Zamazenta is always going to get the short end of the stick. I Even think it it's cooler. Well, it is a very cool looking Pokemon, and it's got some really cool typing and some really great stats. But in a card game, it's really easy to make something offensive without being broken, and it's very hard to make something defensive without being broken. Does that make sense? Or do my I need to brain, explain it more? My, my brain exploded, but I... Th- All right, think let, I me, let me explain this. <laughs> let me explain this better. So, I think it's a lot easier to make a card that's good as an mm-hmm. offensive attacker. Yes. You know, like a tech. It's, it's very easy to make offensive techs. Yes. Where they're not broken, but they're strong enough to be viable. A couple dollar card. Yes. Defensive cards, though, they're either not good or amazing. There's really very few middle ground defensive cards because the whole point of a card game is you're trying to progress your board state, right? You're trying to progress closer to your win condition. And it's very hard to make a card be defensive without being like a wall or a stall. You know, the 
the biggest things we have right now, the most the most relevant example I can think of in terms of being just strong enough without being broken, but kind of gets close at times is Mel Metal Lucario tag team. You know, that's a that's a defensive card that says for the rest of the game, every every attack does 30 less. You know, that that is a super defensive card, but it's not defensive enough to just break the game. It, it was made into a stall deck, but it, it's not like game define ending. You know what I mean? But you have the current aggro version of it right now, which is doing which is in decent amount of play now, and it's doing pretty well. Well, that's what I mean. I think that's that's like the only example I can think of, because everything else is like, oh, you take ten less, and that's cool and all, but like, okay, you still need to deal damage because defensive cards usually don't hit back. So unless you're mitigating huge amounts of damage, it's really hard to vi- to like justify playing a defensive deck. Yeah, the only other one I can think of is Celebi Venusaur. That was hot for a while. Right, and even that wasn't necessarily defensive. It was just tanky. Tanky. You know, tanky, I view tanky. I view defensive as I am preventing you from dealing certain amounts of damage, regardless of if I can heal or not. Like I, I don't think it's possible in the card game to win a game defensively. Because eventually, if you're not dealing enough damage, it doesn't matter how much you mitigate. Unless you're making it a stall deck. Because, I mean, I'm trying to even think of like a middle-of-the-line defensive card that's viable. Because you know what jumps to my mind is like freaking... I don't know, like like how people mess around with like Scizor GX with like Metal Frying Pan. Like it's... It, defensive decks are just so strange. They don't really have a lot of potential because you're waiting for your opponent to do something you're not you don't decide the pace as a defensive card whereas zashian you're gonna hit for 190 assumably if you're playing this card and no matter what that guy does you're hitting for 190 or 200 or 180 or whatever it's gonna end up being and there's nothing they can do about it and you're putting yourself in the driver's seat does that make sense yes so I, I feel bad for Zamazenta because I just don't know. Its V-card prevents attacks from VMAX Pokemon. But we're going to get into later whether or not we think VMAX Pokemon are going to be played a whole lot. So do you have anything else you want to add on to this topic? No, they're, they're cool looking cards. I um, agree. Last but not least, we have our starter Pokemon from the Gala region. They all got a tin with a Pokemon V promo card. And these are some really cool cards that we're going to jump into. These tins are going to be released on February 27th, which is the magic date of this podcast. There's a tin for Rillaboom, Cinderace, and Inteleon. We are going to go through all three, and then we're going to break down how good or not good they are. Let's start with Inteleon. Inteleon is a 200 HP basic water type. So we have now confirmed, if we haven't already, that there is no evolution into Pokemon V. You're just a basic. You're back to the EX Big Basic era. It's got 200 HP for one water energy snipe shot. This attack does 40 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. For two water and a colorless aqua report, 130 damage. Your opponent reveals their hand. 
weak to lightning and has a resistance of two. Next up on the list is Cinderace. Retreat. Didn't I say retreat of two? Resistance. Oh, oops. It's okie dokie. No resistance. (laughs) Cinderace has 210 HP and has the ability Field Runner. If a stadium is in play, this Pokemon has no retreat cost. Normally, its retreat cost is two. For two fire and a colorless, Crimson Legs hits for 140. It's weak to the water, and again, like I said, has a retreat cost of two. Unless there's a stadium on the field, which in this meta, you imagine there's going to be. Finally, we have Rillaboom. Rillaboom is a grass-type basic Pokemon V with 220 HP. For one grass energy, Forest Feast. Search your deck for up to two basic grass Pokemon. Reveal them and put them, in, uh, put them onto your bench. Then shuffle your deck. For three grass and a colorless, Woodhammer, 220 damage. This Pokemon also does 30 damage to itself. Got a retreat of three and a weakness to fire. Joe, looking at these three cards, I think it's clear that Rillaboom is the strongest, but what are your opinions on the three cards as a whole? As a whole, fairly average. Um, I think each of them have their strong points to it. I really wish Inteleon Snipeshot did a little damage to the active too. Kind of like uh, Buzzwalls. Um, was it Jet Punch, right? Yeah, 30 and 30. Yeah, uh, it, that would have been nice for Intellion to have. And the, the secondary attack's pretty cool. I like it. Um, does it really match up? Feel to it. Yeah, does it really match up with the style of typical water Pokemon? Not really. But it's hand knowledge of your opponent is usually pretty big. What about Cinderace? Anything, anything cool about Cinderace to you? Um, I like the fact that it's like a soccer, like fire bunny thing, mm-hmm. and it's a stadium in, in play. It's got the free retreat, which makes it like a cool coinciding thing with the theme of the Pokemon. Uh, Crimson Legs is, eh, it's a but shot, you know, yeah. But I can definitely see at one point if when they do get a VMAX, I'm assuming they would. Um, that'll definitely be your your V Max of your V card of choice because of the free retreat. Because mm-hmm. you'll have Giant Hearth and uh, uh, what's the the Prism Fire one uh, escaping me right now? Oh, uh, Heat Factory. Heat Factory. Yes, thank you. So you always have those things. So it's it, it's it's got a, a relevant ability. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I actually already started playing for a little boom. Oh yeah, you you are you are you got a lot of stock in this card, don't you? I do, because th- there's always healing available. You do have life forest, so you can heal some of that stuff back off, which is pretty nice. You have weakness card energy that you could be using to help deal with the weakness on the Pokemon, especially with Welder in the format. I already invested in my Rowlet and Lone Executors. So I can get Baby Rilla Boom up to accelerate energy. It would be really nice to turn two, uh, or you can't really turn two. Turn three, you're gonna have to. Mm, no, you can. No, you can turn two. I take that back. 
You, you can. can turn two with a Rillaboom. Wood it's, hammer. It's gonna be interesting, man. I think I think like you've been talking about, grass is getting support that's good enough to be around. The interesting part is what their VMAXs are gonna be, because I don't think VMAXs are going to stay with the G Max Pokemon in the game because we have like Zacian and Zamazenta and other things that will probably get VMAXs. I really wonder what they're going to be. Because I think they're going to get them. That's my hunch. My hunch is that we will be getting Galar starter VMAX cards. So. No, that was my one gripe about the game, too. Like, it would have been nice at the end of like, like the whole game that you get a, a, a GMAX form of your starter. I thought that would have been pretty cool, but they didn't do it. It would be. And that kind of goes in the whole conversation of like, oh, do they have time or not? Blah, blah, blah. I do agree. It would have been awesome to see see the starters have G-Max forms that could then be put into the game pretty easily. I, I like all these cards. Nothing crazy. Rillaboom's easily the strongest. I think out of any of the three, I'd play Rillaboom. But again, with Inteleon and, and Cinderace, they really line up well with their personalities or their, their kind of backgrounds as Pokemon. So I, I'm a fan of that. I have a feeling we will get an Inteleon card down the line that allows you to see your opponent's hand a lot more than I think we're going to be ready for. I, I think somewhere down the line, that snipe shot attack will become an attack that not only hits for 40 damage, but discards a random card from your opponent's hand that does something, something that is a little stronger than what we're looking at currently. Because I just, I, it looks like they're holding back a lot on this Pokemon. That pretty much clears it up for the cards. We've hit all the new cards, had some really, really awesome conversations about each one. Before we go, Joe, I just want to talk about one little thing, though. Looking at all these Pokemon V and the cards we've been revealed in the past and all these baby cards and trainers, whatever, are Pokemon V going to see play in the spring? Like at all? I think it really depends on the second set coming out, which I think would be in April. Be like um, yeah, something like that. I it really depends on what comes out in that set. There's no specific V or V Max card searches, um, which I think is only a matter of time that they'll come out with something. Maybe they'll <laughs> strangely enough the, the Dusk Ball when you do Max raids in the game or not Max raids, but the Dynamax raids in the game are the ones that usually have the most probability of trying to catch them. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. Have we ever had a dusk dusk ball inside the TCG? It's possible, um, but I can definitely see something like that coming out at some point um, to help out with um, card searches. That would be really awesome. Uh, to to answer your question, yes, we have gotten a dusk ball. Okay, um, dusk ball was printed back, and I believe Gen four, and it said, "Look at the top seven cards from the bottom of your deck." It was basically Great Ball, but from the bottom of your deck. Okay. But I could see that becoming... And actually, you know what? I think it was also printed during the exact same era that Quick Ball was made originally. Okay. So maybe Dusk Ball is actually on the way. Maybe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so it'd be nice to get something like that. So... Immediate impact of VMAX cards, I don't think it would be anything super strong. 
Um, the only thing I personally think has viability is in water currently, because you do have the Lapras and you had the Lapras Max with the Frost Moth. And compare that with the Ice Cube promo that's coming out at some point. Because uh, you do you will have different uh um weaknesses there, so it's kinda nice playing that way. Or at least maybe playing with Pip Up uh Blastoise. Right. So I think they're the most viable deck probably coming out of this thing, it would be grass or would be water. I'll be interested to see. I, I just we got Pikachu Zekrom, and that card instantly saw a play because it was a power spike. And as of right now, we are having a power decrease. So I'm just I'm gonna be really curious to see where the game goes, or if Pokemon V literally just take a backseat for seven months. I mean, because potentially we could really be in a situation where Pokemon V take a step back from tag team. Still, there is a world in which that happens. I don't know how how realistic that world is, but I can't say I'd be that shocked if it happened. I'm sure people are going to start dabbling with it, especially because, well, last time we got rotation before Worlds. Right. So people are going to have to start preparing for it somehow. And I can't, I can probably see them dabbling with it a little bit here and there to try to work on it. Right. I I hope to at least. I mean, obviously we want it to be seen, but we'll see. Yeah. Probably also Zashian, probably see some metal decks come out too. Oh, I'm ready, boy, to play that Zacian. I am so ready. Is Dustman the Cosmos still in, in the format? Uh, I think so. We just have to go back and look. I'd be curious now to see. I know you're big in that card for a long time. Oh, super big on it. I think I think the I think Zacian will take over from it, but we'll have to go back and look. I think that covers all of it. Joe, I think we had a great show today. We went over some awesome topics, some awesome cards, and had some really great conversations. As always, thank you to everybody for listening to the show. We hope you enjoy your holiday weekend, whether you are traveling or not. If you get time off, we do still plan to have an episode drop around that time for the holidays. Is looking at everything. We both celebrate Christmas, and Christmas is on a Wednesday. So if we do drop the episode, it hopefully will drop exactly on Friday. But Just like most of the people listening, we are going to prioritize family first, so we will keep you updated on that situation. As always, though, thank you guys so much for supporting us and listening to the show, and we'll see you next week.